Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today we are talking about Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yes, we're so excited. And we have an amazing guest who we can't wait to introduce to you. But first, we're going to go through highs and lows. Yes. Grace, what is your high? My high is that, so we're recording a week ahead, but when this drops, I will have just gotten back. I'm going to LA this week with Sephora for my partnership with them. Oh, cool. For what? Um, so there's a big launch event for it. So I'm going out there. I don't really know much information yet, but I'm really excited. And I haven't been to LA in like, oh my God, at least a year. And I love LA. I'm not one of those New Yorkers that likes to snark on LA because I like LA a lot. I, I mean, I don't like the driving and how sp- spread out everything is, but I have a lot of friends there. And I just like love the sunshine and the palm trees. Are you staying for extra days? I'm staying one extra night. I um, So I'm staying one night for the party and one night. So it's a quick trip. But okay. I couldn't do just one night. I'm doing another night and is, seeing my friends while I'm there. Is there anything that you're specifically excited to do while you're in L.A.? Um, I'm just really excited to see my friends, Sion and Greg. Okay. But that's like, that's it. Okay. I'm just excited about the whole thing. I'm just excited to be part of the Sephora thing. I know. It's my, a big deal. Yeah. And then my other high is that Game of Thrones is finally back. Mm-hmm. Our guest loves Game of Thrones, too, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, my low, I'm just going to say my low. Oh, okay. It's all about oh, you today. It's all about me. No, I'll tell my low after. My low <laughs> no, goes no, with go Game ahead. Of My low is Tyrion's lack of enthusiasm towards Game of Thrones. He would not sit with us last night. You guys. So we watched Game of Thrones last night. I came over to Grace's. Grace was so desperate the entire time trying to get the cat. She's like, Tyrion, come look at who you're named after. Come watch your favorite show. And he did not want to come no. sit with her because there were like five people over and he doesn't like people. And she was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. It's our show. It's his, it's his namesake. What about you, Becca? Okay. Now it can be all about you. Yeah. Um, so my high on Saturday night, we had such a fun night. We went we to a comedy show originally to go see Ashley Hesseltine from Girls Gotta Eat. It was yes. at an apartment on the Lower East Side. So it was like, very informal Mm -hmm. and we've never seen her do comedy before so we wanted to go check her out and support her but then as a surprise guest Casey Balsham was also there yes and obviously we love Casey because she was the opener at our live show yes so it was like a big reunion Mm -hmm. it was really fun we went out for drinks afterwards it was super fun it was great yeah so that was my high my low is that I'm having some moving stress, which I think everyone could have seen coming. I'm just having money anxiety because I'm like starting to add up all of the expenses of like not just moving, but then also of furnishing this new apartment. Yeah, I spent so much money when I moved to Brooklyn because similar to you, I lived in a really small apartment and then I had all this space. Yeah. You're so going to have so much fun, though. It was the most fun ever. It's You're- like a double-edged sword. It's a big apartment, so that's great. But I'm like, oh, and I need a lot of furniture to put in the big apartment. Yeah. yeah. So I'm having a little bit of anxiety about that. Yeah. But overall, I'm excited. I'm like, I feel like I am have all my ducks in a row to be able to move. I'm excited for you and for me because you're going to live upstairs. I am too. Do you want to know? Can I go back to highs for a second? Yes. Awkward segue. Do you want to know what else my high is? What? We have some more live shows coming up. Yes, we do. So we um, have firm dates for Boston and D.C. Yes. We're going to be in Boston on June 20th at City Winery and we're going to be in D.C. June 7th at City Winery there. Yes. We're recording in the past, so we're still trying to lock down dates for Chicago and Nashville. And hopefully Charleston. And if hopefully we can find Charleston. Go to our website, badonpaperpodcast.com, for all of the tour dates and ticket links. Yes. If you're following us on Instagram, hopefully you already know this. Hopefully you already bought tickets. But Yeah, so these st- are smaller venues in Caroline's, so we do think that they're going to sell out a lot faster. So get your tickets. Get your tickets. Bring all of your friends I don't know. It's it's um nerve wracking to so do cool. shows in cities like in New York. We were like, oh, like we can just like convince all of our friends to come. And I'm like, I don't know anyone who lives in Nashville. So if you live in Nashville, like, please come, please come. <laughs> yeah, it's a smaller venue though. I know. So, yeah, I know. But yeah. we're so excited for more live shows. June's going to be a fun month, a really fun month. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Before we talk to Helena, quick sponsor moment. Yes. 
So we are really excited about today's sponsor, Small Packages. I personally really love giving thoughtful gifts to my friends and family, um, and Small Packages makes it so easy. Like I love sending a good care package, but it's hard to source all those different ingredients and put it together and then go to the post office. So what they do is they actually make curated care packages for all of those little moments where you'd want to send someone special, whether it's a breakup or a new baby. You know what the worst part of sending a care package is? It's mailing it. It's like finding the right box and making sure that nothing breaks and like putting it all together. Like that's the reason I don't do it. So they do it all for you. Comes in three different price points. So you can get a $35 box, a $50 box, or a $100 box, depending on how much you like your friend. And instead of spending time tracking down all the stuff or waiting in line at the post office, you can just do it online, send a beautiful gift in less than five minutes and be the friend hero. Yes. So I first learned about small packages from one of our guests, Hitha. She is so thoughtful. I um, Earlier this year, this February, I had a friend pass away and she sent me one of their boxes. It was so thoughtful um, and I loved everything that came inside of it. So I've since used it. My One of my girlfriends has a sick cat, so I sent her a box and it's just a really nice way when you're busy to send something that's really thoughtful and personal. Yeah, I love it because it's so convenient. And all of the inclusions are like non-cheesy. You know when you get a gift and you're like, this is kind of all junk? Yeah. Like, it's actually stuff that you're going to want and like things I would choose for myself. Yes. So I'm really excited to start sending these. I always want to be the person that sends birthday gifts to friends and I never get around to it. So yes. I think this is going to be my, my new secret weapon. Yes. And I just will say so many of those like themed care packages services are really low quality and like a little embarrassing. Like I want everything I send to feel on brand for grace. And these are very beautiful, but still affordable. So those price points are really good. So we have a special offer for you. If you want to send one of these to your friends, you can take 15% off your purchase of $50 or more. Go to smallpackages.co and enter code BAD at checkout. That's smallpackages.co, not .com, and promo code BAD to take 15% off. Okay, so now back to our guests. We're so excited. So Helena Glazer is one of the OG fashion bloggers. I remember when I first met you, it was at Lucky Fab. You had won some really big award. Um, I think it was like Fashion Blogger of the Year or something. Yes. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I was looking forward to it all weekend. Um, yeah, that was actually a big, I think, not I think, I know, launch into my blogging, full-time blogging career. Um, yeah. It was influencer of the, um, was it, was it influencer? influencer? No, was not influencer. It wasn't, a, no, it wasn't, but it was... Um, Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting. I should know this because it was such a like key. My husband and I talk about it. There was all like the a time. huge blow up of you on the wall. It, it, like, it, yeah, it was definitely like a big, big deal. Um, and I should remember what it is because we have the kind of plaque hanging on our bookshelf. But influencer was not a word. You're right. But it was maybe um, newcomer of the year. Oh, newcomer yes, of the year. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that was major. That was definitely the start of um, what really kind of let me leave my full-time job and do this full-time. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I remember like, I was so nervous to say hello to her and like humbly like walked over. I was like, hi, I'm Grace. Oh like, my goodness. I have a vlog too. <laughs> and like, look at you guys now. I mean, crazy, right? So funny. Yeah. But, you know, eight years later, Helena is still one of my favorites to follow. Her Instagram is amazing. Her blog, Brooklyn Blonde, is incredible. Um, she we have the same exact taste in skincare. I'm actually one day older. We um, <laughs> we're both fellow Libras. Fellow Libras, one day apart, which is which is yes. uh, was another bonding like, moment. Yes, exactly. Libras love other Libras. We love and yeah. we think they were the best sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, left out. sorry. No, yeah. I mean I, I love astrology to begin with, but I am that I'm always that weird girl where I'm like, what sign are you? What sign are you? Yeah, yeah. What sign are you, Becca? I'm a Virgo. Oh, see, I love Virgo. Virgo's okay. Yeah, I yeah. love. I mean, I love all signs, but I, yeah. I have a lot of Virgo friends, and you and I are pretty cuspy, like cusp yeah. Virgo. I am. My rising and my moon are both Virgo, so I'm oh, like wow. an uptight Libra. Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm Libra, Libra, Taurus, so I'm very laid back. Yeah, you because we yeah. talk about it. You're very like organized, and I am not. <laughs> and I am not uptight. I'm very easygoing. Um, yeah. So those are, I think, our yeah, yeah. our Libra differences. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, yeah. 
Well, the last thing I have to say about Helena is we also have very similar taste in books. So I knew we had to get her on the pod. Helena is a fellow Christina Lauren obsessive. Yes. Oh, yes. Love her. One of my favorites. And so today we're going to talk about Daisy Jones and the Six with her. But we're also going to do a bonus episode with Helena that we're going to drop on Monday because we have so many questions for her and we want to hear all about your favorite books and your skincare recs. And we want to talk to you yes, my favorite in part. addition to about the book. Yes. I'm here for it all. Okay. Great. Let's do a plot summary. Let's try and keep the plot summary quick. I wrote this one. It's long. I know. It's so long. And I tried to take things out, but I was so tired that we'll just skip over some stuff. All right. Let's do this. Okay. So Daisy Jones is the daughter of a famous artist and a French model. She's this like really gorgeous girl from the time she's a child, but she's also really lonely. She's an only child and her parents kind of don't pay attention. Yeah, they don't care. So at 15, she starts going out to clubs at night and moves out of her parents' house to move in with her friend Simone, who's an up and coming disco star. So she's 15 and she's already like doing drugs and having sex with all these guys in bands. So she's like... She's a wild child. She's a wild child. That's exactly the right word. Meanwhile, there's Billy and Graham Dunn who start a band in high school and start to get a following around Pittsburgh. So early on, Billy's dating this girl that he meets after a show named Camilla and things get pretty serious. But the band ends up heading out to L.A. and they break up. So the band starts playing and they actually get a record deal under their new name, The Six. So that night, Billy calls Camilla and asks her if she'd marry him if he had a record deal. She says yes. They get back together and they get engaged. Meanwhile, Daisy's dating some singer in a band and he drags her up on stage one night and she's like a hit. People love her. So she gets a record deal, too. But she quickly realizes that they want her to record songs that aren't hers and they don't want her to be herself. And so she's not into that. And so she's kind of like resisting making a record. Yes. Um, Meanwhile, The Six is recording their debut album. So Billy finds out that Camilla is pregnant and they get married. But he freaks out so the night after they get married the band goes on tour and billy just spirals he's drinking he's doing drugs he's cheating on camilla with other women um and eventually camilla has their daughter and demands that billy goes to rehab so finally daisy goes into the studio and she records her first album the six at the same time is recording their second album but their management thinks it's pretty meh so their label proposes a duet between Billy and Daisy. And that song is amazing, but there is a ton of creative tension between them during the recording. So they don't like each other very much, but they have this hit song. Yes. So the label puts Daisy on the Sixes tour as an opener, and the tour is going really well. The audience are huge and really into both acts. So the label actually offers to extend the tour, Um, But Camilla is pregnant again, and Billy says no because he doesn't want to cut it too close. So they're on the final leg of their tour in Europe, and things are really starting to blow up with Daisy and her manager, who she's also dating at the time. So she fires him, and he leaves Europe and takes her whole backup band with him. So the night of the show, she goes on stage with the Six's guitarist and plays a really pared-down set. And she improvises an acapella version of one of her original songs, and then she sings Honeycomb, which is the song that her and the Six have together with just Billy, and they, like, bring down the house. So this performance sparks a Rolling Stone cover, and the article basically says that Daisy should be part of the Six. So... Everyone else in the band is totally cool with it, but Billy's super reluctant. But he comes around on the idea because this is what's going to take them to the top and be, like, the biggest band. (laughs) The process of writing the album as Daisy Jones and the Six is pretty tense at first. But Billy and and Daisy, they ultimately find a really good creative rhythm and make hit after hit. Billy is really wary of Daisy because he's still sober and she is a hot mess. She's taking, you know, pills and pills all day long. Her drug use is just like completely out of control. And this is kind of prevalent throughout the book. Yeah. So as they're writing the album, it seems like there's also some sexual chemistry between Billy and Daisy. But Mm -hmm. one day, Daisy goes to kiss Billy and he just rejects her. Yes. And so after that, their relationship, their working relationship really falls apart. So... While Billy and the label are mixing the album, Daisy goes to Thailand to just, like, decompress and get away from everything. And she meets this guy, Nikki, who's this handsome Italian prince who she just decides to marry on a whim. So she comes back to L.A., married. She's 10 pounds lighter. She's cut off her hair. And she's, like, 
out of control with the drugs. Yes. So the album comes out. They go on tour. Um, the album wins a Grammy for Record of the Year. So they are just on top of the world. But Billy and Daisy are still not talking to each other. There is this big SNL performance, and they sing a song, just the two of them, and that really breaks the ice. That night, Daisy goes to Billy's hotel room and tells him that she wants to get clean. But as they're discussing a plan to send her to rehab, they find out that their producer, Teddy, who is like this really wonderful character throughout and like helps them with everything. And, you know, Billy trusts Teddy with absolutely everything. Um, We find out he's died of a heart attack. So he's also like a father figure to Billy. And so Billy is completely spiraling and not with drugs, just like mentally. And Daisy kind of decides there's no point in getting sober. So now she's like recognized that she's in love with Billy, but she's also embarrassed because she said she wanted to get clean and she hasn't. So now she's kind of avoiding Billy. At at what's going to be their final show, everyone is just totally frayed and burnt out. Billy and Daisy sing Honeycomb together. And when they get off the stage, Daisy runs to get away from Billy because she's so in love with him and knows she can't have him. And Billy goes, to the hotel so he ends up having a drink but is ultimately saved from having more by a stranger at the bar daisy comes home bombed and she can't get into her hotel room so camilla actually helps her and tells her that she needs to leave the band at night billy also realizes he needs to leave the band to preserve his sobriety so after that night daisy ends up going to simone her friend from when she was a teenager who's been her friend all along who gets her into rehab She never returned to music, but it's alluded to that she wrote a few books and started a charitable initiative and adopted sons. And the last page of the book is an email from Camilla to her daughters. Um, And Camilla has passed away at the time in the future when this book is being written, um, telling them to have their dad look up Daisy Jones after she dies. Yes. So that's the plot. Okay, guys. Let's talk about this. So there was so much hype around this book. What did you think? Did it live up to the hype for you? You've been silent while we did the summary, Helena. Yeah. I want to know your thoughts. Um, while I was reading it, I enjoyed every moment of it. I could not wait to finally like put my son down so I have a moment to read it. I wasn't watching my shows because I wanted to read it. And throughout the entire process, I loved it and I ate it up. But with that being said... The ending left me just wanting a little more. And I can't explain what it is because I think Becca and I were talking about this before we are were on air. But um, I'm somebody who does like a happy-ish ending. Yeah. And I think I just – I was like, oh, I just wanted like I, – I wanted a little bit more from – I guess, Billy and Daisy at the end, even though he was married and, you know, you're rooting for, you don't want him to be a cheater. But it's at so the hard. Your time, so like there's so much sexual chemistry from the beginning. And then obviously the chemistry turns into love that, um, yeah, I kind of wanted them to end up together. I yeah. did. So it was a little bit of a bummer that they didn't. And I know some people will think that's cliche, but I like a cliche ending. Yeah. It was a lot darker than I thought. I didn't yeah. realize how serious it was going to be because um, a lot of Taylor Jenkins re- Taylor Jenkins reads books. So many plurals there. No, so many plurals are, you know, like rom-coms. So I really expected it to be like kind of lighter, like almost famous and like not to be so heavy. It so- was it was heavy. Yeah, it was definitely heavy. Um and it's funny because I started reading one of her other books, not to change gears, um, wh- where the husband kind of gets into an accident. I forget which oh, one that yeah, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could, I, at that point, I just, at that point in my life, as soon as I read that part, I go, nope, I can't continue. Cause I just, I can't do overly depressing and heavy. Those are just not the books for me. Yeah. So I was a little surprised. Um, I wasn't left sad or anything, but it was heavier yeah, than I thought. Yeah, it was heavier. Yeah. yeah. I also, okay. So, I'm not poo-pooing the book at all. Um, I think it was probably like a B plus for me. But I said the same thing when we talked about it. The way that so many people were talking about it in our Facebook group, um, Ashley Spivey and our friend Kate both read it before us and loved it. And yeah. I was like expecting it to be an A plus book. I just remember Kate and we really respect Kate's taste in books. She was the one who was in Mexico with us. She was in the pool and she's just looks up at us and she's like, this is the best book I've read in ages. And I was, so I just expected a lot more from it. Yeah. 
I I still really enjoyed it. I think there was. I think sometimes the hype can almost ruin a book. I was just going to say that. I feel like sometimes when you hear too much about a book before you read it for yourself, you're like expecting like the Disney World extravaganza of books. And yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. I didn't have a lot of hype. I don't think I had a lot of people in my circle um, who were hyping it up. It was more when I got the email, like, do you want to read this? I was like, yes, definitely. I love yeah. I loved, um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So I was all on board. I didn't have hype. So my decision, I mean, I did read Ashley's opinion and I take her opinions very seriously and part of her Facebook group, which I love. But my, my um, opinion was very like, just kind of, I came to it my own and I would give it a B as well. I really enjoyed it and I love the way the author wrote it. It was just the ending that left me. Mm. Yeah. And she made, she really, well, this is, this segues into our next trans, our next question, but, um, she made it so believable that you were reading nonfiction so that it was an oral history. Yeah. So if you haven't read the book, the way the story is told is it's um, it, it's told from different characters' points of view reflecting on the past. So it's not told in real time. So think of like VH1 behind the music. Yeah, it's, or like an E! True Hollywood story. Yeah. So it just it goes between different members of the band and their ma- management explaining the whole story. Yeah. From different pers- points of view. I thought it was so creatively told. I've never read another book yeah, that was told this way. It, it, and, and the author, the way she writes is just, she is just a brilliant, brilliant writer. Oh my God. And I will say, after I read the book, I went on like um, an internet hole and I was just wanting to know more about it. And I read that it was loosely based on Fleetwood Mac. So then oh, I interesting. became, yeah. oh. so at that point, um, I, st- I was like, and I don't really know much about the Fleetwood Mac history. I know there was a lot of, drama within and a lot of like love triangles from what my friend told me um so it made me want to like learn more about Fleetwood Mac and their history oh but yes I did read that that it was very loosely based on Stevie Nicks and um or maybe not very loosely maybe more than very loosely and um yeah so that's just a side thing that I read online oh wow and the other thing that I thought was really interesting about the way it was written is there's almost no dialogue. Like yeah. every once in a while, there's a line where it's like, this person said to me, blah, blah, blah. But there's not full conversations. And it's so interesting that you can tell a story and it's engaging without having anyone talk to each other. Yeah, that's really, really true. I mean, the whole thing just felt so believable and real. And you have this in the notes, but it's it was very cool to see the little contradictions between how people remembered things. Yeah. Oh, it was so interesting because like yeah. one person would say how they remembered it and somebody would say completely the opposite. Yeah. And I'm sure like that's how it is. You know, I think the book is told in like it's supposed to be 2010 or 2011 and it's reflecting back on the 70s. So after, yeah. you know, like 30, 40 years, like you're and like, doing a ton of drugs during oh, that doing time. so many drugs. You're like, this is how I remember it. And somebody else is like, I remember it completely the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how those people made it out alive. I mean, some didn't, but the, the amount, I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my like, God, They are definitely going to overdose at any moment. I, yeah. I at one point had to stop the book because on Saturday night we were getting ready to go out and I had like 50 pages left and I was convinced that Daisy was going to die. Yeah. And I was like, I need to stop reading this because it's going to be a real downer yeah, if she like yeah. overdoses. I, I was expecting it. Yeah. 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 So, Okay. When you were reading it, so apparently it's based on Stevie Nicks, but were you <laughs> and were you imagining anyone as Daisy? I and as far as like celebrities go or just I don't know, like mm. were you thinking of her being based off of anyone or were you, I I was maybe I read the Stevie Nicks thing prior to finishing oh, okay. it. So I okay. was picturing a young Stevie, but they were the way they they excuse me, the way they were describing her that she was such a knockout such like a jaw-dropping beauty um and stevie nicks in her in the 70s she was but i just was i kind of had my own vision of her no celebrities um stevie nicks definitely but um i just had her on such a pedestal of like what she looked like and her hair and her her like she was tiny and her like um, scandalous clothing. I just had a very like specific like made up version in my head. Oh, so I couldn't stop picturing. I was thinking of Drew Barrymore because you know when she was young, she was like a teen in the club. She was like doing yeah. so much coke when she yeah, was a young teenager, yeah. and like Drew Barrymore. I mean, is is beautiful, but she was also like the pinnacle of like the early nineties look. She was. Yeah. That is very true. So I just kept. I mean, she doesn't have a music career, but I kept picturing her. 
that's who I was like seeing. Yeah, I could see that. Although Drew Barrymore, um, yeah, she was she was everything in the in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I was picturing a young Kate Hudson. Oh, oh, yeah, because that's of a good almost one. famous. Yeah, because of almost famous, and you know, she was always so drop dead gorgeous with the big oh, eyes. Kate and, Hudson's a good one. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. almost famous. I mm-hmm. mean, after that role, mm-hmm. she was just. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I I saw this in our Facebook group too, but I totally agree. I wish there was an actual album to oh accompany God, one hundred percent. I wonder because they, they're making it into a TV show. I wonder if they'll make. They have to. I feel like they must because yeah. they talk about they the songwriting process and the lyrics and like they kind of describe how the songs are. So I was like, oh, I wish there was something I could be listening to this. Yeah. If they could do that, like the way that A Star is Born, like I'm still listening to the Star oh is my God, Born soundtrack. Me too. Yeah. They're going to have to, especially because based on what everybody is saying in um, on Amazon and Goodreads and every group out there, that's what the people want. And oh, yeah. Hopefully they'll they'll give the people what they want. Yeah. They, yeah. they they need um an album for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm I want to hear what it sounds like. I was kind of picturing like the Rolling Stones type music, yeah, like stadium yeah. rock that's like a little poppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and for me, um, Rolling Stones for sure meets um like the he- not heaviness, but like the deepness that is Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. the Fleetwood Mac thing is so interesting. I did no research, yeah, so yeah, but yeah, now I that you said of. that, I'm like, oh, I can totally picture that. Yeah, and I'll never forget um one. Uh, I was on a trip to New Orleans with a couple of friends and one of my friends, Lauren, she was um, just read this crazy article about like the history of Fleetwood Mac and like the love um, triangle that was happening. So I kept thinking of her because I remember she was so invested in Stevie Nicks and what was happening behind the scenes that they and it was an article that got released 30 years later. Like it was kind of told the same way. Oh, wow. So I have to find it and send it. Post in our Facebook group. Yeah, yeah because um, it reminded me of the conversation I had with with my friend who was like, I just read this. It's it's fascinating. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I couldn't – I thought about them pretty much the entire time. Oh, wow. So one thing that we didn't talk about in the outline was this plot line. So Karen, who is the keyboardist in the band, gets an abortion. And I just thought it was such a powerful – narrative and a, a really powerful scene yeah i, I want to know what you guys think thought of that i mean especially in the 70s um where i mean i'm sure that was as taboo as it gets i mean i thought it was a bold a bold move and she was such a strong female and she was the one who obviously i liked her character yeah dominated um the relationship um and he was in love with her and she didn't feel i I kind of I thought it was a brilliant addition to the story. Yeah, I wanted to know more about her character afterwards, like when they kind of did the where they are now. Oh yeah, I'd read a side book about yeah. Karen. Karen was my favorite character. I thought she was so strong. I loved that she was just like, nope. I just never had this maternal instinct. I don't want that. And the way that Graham reacted to her, I I hated that. Like for someone who is apparently so in love with someone, he was really not understanding. And I mean, I guess this was the seventies, so it's a different time frame but he was like when he was like we could get a new keyboardist like way to just downplay all of the hard work that she's done and her basically her entire value to the to the band one thing that really stuck with me is that there was um as she's reflecting on it she said she says like she's with camilla took her to get the abortion and she's like are you worried that you're going to regret it and she's like no i'm worried that i'm going to regret not getting an abortion yeah and i thought it was so interesting because i feel like when you see portrayals on tv or in books of somebody getting an abortion it's usually somebody who's like a teenager or really young mm-hmm. she was 29 and, i think right no she was 29 and it's usually because they're like not in a relationship or not in a place and she's like i'm hugely successful i'm like not giving up my career for this it's not that i like can't have a child it's yeah. that i don't want yeah, to yeah and i thought that was so interesting the only other case i was trying to think of other portrayals i've seen that's similar the only thing i can think of is um in scandal which i mean was its own roller coaster yes when olivia pope gets an abortion and it's yes. like she's like i'm not even considering this i'm just you know she yeah. goes as part of her day um and i just thought that was a really interesting addition yeah. To the book. I thought so, too. Yeah. So what did you guys think when it turned out that Julia, Billy's daughter, was the 
author of this fictional history all along. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I, I just read? Yeah, I had to and I, I had to go back and I had to like kind of put the pieces together. It was it was a really um That was a good great twist. plot twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was all about it. I especially since she's interviewing um obviously the entire band, but essentially the man, I mean the woman who her father loved in addition to her mom, which was crazy. Yeah. It was wild because in the story that they're telling in the past, Julia's what, like five or yeah, so? Yeah. So she's no personality. She's kind of this character that gets like yeah. carried around and like yeah. sometimes does cute things. And I was like, wait, wait what's what? happening? Yeah. yeah. I was, it was like I, it was, you, you were five in that little. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. She interjects into the yeah. interview because she remember something that Daisy is talking about yeah. where she was present but yes, she was like yes. really young. Yeah. And, right. And it was with Daisy which is exactly the mm-hmm. but yeah, crazy it was, part. It was wild and it also was like oh this adds a whole other layer of like yeah access that she's Billy's daughter and yeah. so yeah. you know. It was it was brilliant. I thought that was so smart. She did she did something similar in the seven husbands right? Was it wasn't there what was the um Oh, I don't want to give spoilers right, for that sorry, one. Sorry. But yeah. yeah, there's like a, a similar yeah, okay. plot twist. Yeah, no spoilers, but you guys have to read that one if you haven't. Oh, oh my God, so you good. have yeah. to. The other thing that was really surprising, so when they flash forward to the future, is that kind of in the last, what, like 30 pages or so, they're like, oh, by the way, also Camilla has died. And she is. Oh my being, God, I know. She had been being interviewed throughout the book. Yeah, and then she's dead. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That one I felt was unnecessary, kind of. Yeah. And it was unnecessary. I mean, I guess you would expect her to be dead as a segue into her um, Billy not cheating on her and her and Daisy ending up, him and Daisy ending up together. But then they didn't. But then they don't. So I'm like, wait, okay, I guess this is another like plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I feel about that. I was, as I made it clear, I was not happy. Yeah, I was like, at least yeah. if you're gonna make her die, at least at least make get like, them together, let yeah. them fully, or get at least together. like start like the story of like end it on a note where it potentially is gonna happen, and like yeah. leave the reader just like yeah. to make up their own mind. Yeah, totally agree. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the friendship between Daisy and Simone. So Simone isn't a very central character, but she kind of like keeps popping up throughout the book, and she's eventually the one who helps Daisy get into rehab. Yeah. And I just, I really liked the addition of that friendship because I I can't imagine how isolating it would be to be in this like hugely successful band and on tour and like... Daisy would be dead without Simone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. She might have even been dead with Simone. Yeah. I, I love the part where Simone like tracks her d- down. Like, because it's not like it is now. There was no social media or like cell phones or anything like... She went to Thailand, found out that Daisy wasn't there, and managed to like call her bank, her her banks, and f- figure out that she had gone to Italy and like tracked her down there. Yeah, and she's like, "Get in a cab, we're yeah. leaving." Come on, you're going home. I know. I love the like the balancing of that yeah. character to be like, "Oh, I realize that you're totally off the rails, but I'm still your friend," and like yeah, stop making yeah. dumb decisions. I loved yeah. it, and I in general, I just love um, a strong female friendship in any book. Those are some of my favorite books. So, um, yeah, that was that was definitely a very powerful relationship. Yeah, yeah. What about the ending? Holy, I was unhappy with yeah. the ending. I know. Happy. I just, I just want. I, I did. I wanted more. I loved the entire book, and but I just, I kind of, I feel horrible saying this because, like, no. Do you want him to cheat on her? But no, I didn't want him to cheat on Camila. But I. Their chemistry was so just intense from the beginning. Like in the beginning, I don't even feel like they hated each other. Um, I think someone said that they hated. I think they just had crazy sexual chemistry from the get go. I mean, they're two obviously beautiful, talented people. So you kind of like feel it from the beginning. And the fact that I guess they never really, I mean, she acted on it, but like I give him credit because he was so faithful to his wife. But I'm like, oh, I, I just. I yeah. kind of, I just wanted a little bit something there. See, so I was dissatisfied with the ending for a different reason. I was okay that they didn't get together. Like, I liked that Camilla was like, I'm going to stay with my husband no matter what. Yeah. When she told Daisy to leave the band, she was like, you're not going to break us up. So, like, the only thing that's going to happen is that, like, he's going to break you. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I liked 
how I she did, stood I did up love for that. that. I did love that part. But what I didn't like about the ending is that after the last show, there's probably like, I don't know, like a section that's maybe 20 or 30 pages that kind of then goes through what happened afterwards. And I was like, no, I want more. I don't just want this like summary of like what happened to all the members. Like I want to know what their lives were like after this. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I wanted more on Karen. I want I wanted to, I just. And Daisy. And she Daisy. just like kind of implies it's like, oh, yeah. I wrote my books. I like started this foundation and it was like, no, I want to know like. Yeah. What happened to you? Exactly. Exactly. Do you need a sequel? I, I don't know. Well, I would have at least just liked, if they're going to kill Camilla, I would have liked to know more about Daisy and Billy. Yeah. Like, give us one or that, the other. Exactly. You exactly. can't just kill someone and then, like, tease us a little bit. Well, that's a good segue. So the um, book is being adapted into a show. Which I'm so excited about. I'm really excited. <laughs> and I think one thing that's really interesting is because the um, book had so little dialogue and you were kind of just left to, like, build your own characters. I think there's a lot of room for the show to like be additive and not just be like a visual adaptation. Yeah, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Like how are they going to how are they going to go with that with the way she told the story? I mean, also What channel is it going to be on? I want to say it's a CW show. I don't uh, know if that's true. Okay. I was hoping for like an I was hoping for like um what, what's the show with Nicole Kidman and uh Reese Witherspoon that just got picked oh, up. Oh, um, Big Little Lies. Oh, I was hoping for like a Big Little Lies type HBO. No, I think it's um. Oh, it's Amazon. Oh, okay, okay. Amazon better will do better it. than a CW. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking maybe it was going to be like freeform. Because if it was going to be CW, there's not going to be the type of nipples that Daisy is showing and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, you know. So no, so apparently it's Amazon. But the other thing is like they're going to have to tone down the show or tone down the show from the book because like literally all they do is drugs so many drugs and it's i guess but on amazon they can't they can show all that right i mean they can but like it's so dark that she's like 15 and doing so many drugs yeah yeah. i was like how are they gonna put this on tv yeah it's interesting yeah how are they gonna how are they gonna go with that when is it coming out do we know um, it doesn't say so. so Reese Witherspoon is the one who's adapting it, which she, is really she interesting. She did on Big Little Eyes, so mm-hmm. it's in good hands. Yeah, I'm trying to read this variety article, that. but I don't, I don't see a date. Okay, so TBD. TBD. But I'm very excited about it. Me too. Who do you guys see playing? Any anyone jump out as people you could see playing the cast? Well, yeah, I mean, like if you're talking about off the rails teenagers, like I feel like it's Bella Thorne. No, like she's Bella redheaded. Thorne sucked in that other show that you, the Rebecca Searle book that she was in, uh, Famous in Love. Yeah, we can't have another Bella Thorne. Oh, like, I didn't see that. Why she just wasn't good, like her acting. Oh, she's a I mean, terrible the whole show actress. Was the whole bad. show was trash. Was it? I never saw it. But I feel like don't watch it. You'll get off the in. rails. Like really pretty redhead is like that was written for Bella Thorne. That is true. Who who is the one that is in um Riverdale? I I kind of gave up Riverdale after a couple oh, episodes, um, but she is just like dropped at gorgeous. Oh yeah, who Debbie, is that? the blonde one or the brunette? No, 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 the redhead, like the fiery redhead who's just like I mean, she's painfully beautiful. Um, which is Daisy, yeah. the way they describe her. So, and her acting was she, she was she was pretty okay. I know who you're talking about, but I'm trying to find yeah. her name. Madeline Petch. So if we're talking redhead, but unless they're going to go with an unknown. I mean, they could also dye somebody's hair. Like, they, they exactly. don't need to that, be a redhead. You're right, you're right. Um, I feel like they're going to that's go, what I was thinking, too. I yeah. was like, who are the redheaded actresses? They're going to go yeah. with an unknown, I, f- I feel like. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. They have to go with somebody who's un- um, dropped dead because that's just that was such a big description of her character that, like, she would walk into her room and everybody would just be like. <gasps> she was, like, the prettiest yeah, in the world. Yeah. 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 Do you have any? Who would be Billy? See, I don't know any of the young teen heart. Me neither. So I'm like, oh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And I'm like, no, they're like 22. They're like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love a Sean Mendez, but he's he's not an actor. Who's oh, that, that actor would that be you great. love? Yeah. The young guy. Noah Centineo? Yeah. Well, who's that? The guy who was in um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is adorable. He's really cute. I don't All think he would be for But they need, a, they need somebody with a killer voice. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like they're going to go out with unknowns. I mean, they're they're going to need somebody to draw, of course, like a celebrity in, but I don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to quickly mention, if you haven't read this book yet, I've heard that the audiobook situation is insane. Yes. I've heard, and I've, I've never There's done an audiobook. Never, it, not one. There? Well, so it's a whole cast. It's not just like one person doing different voices. There's like I heard the 10 same thing. people. Apparently it's amazing. This might be my first audiobook. Maybe I will re- Listen to it. I've never done an audiobook Me neither. either, but I'm intrigued by this because it's like a production. It's not just, you know, yeah. somebody reading it. People are freaking out about it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's in it? Robin Lee, who's the author of oh, wow. um, oh The God. Idea of You. I can't believe you guys finally read that. That was That's one of my favorite books. How did you not tell us about this? I, I, like- I was posting it all over um, Insta stories for quite a while. Um yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like it's so under the radar because like the it is so, and it's I was <laughs> not embarrassed. I don't want to say embarrassed because I don't care, but I definitely like um a little bit of like that type of sexual tension. Clearly, I mean, I yeah, wanted yeah. um because I like my books as an escape from like life. Right. Yeah. So um that's one of my favorite books. And oh. when I tell people about it, they're like, "Oh my goodness, like we need rehab after that." I'm like, "I know." I know. I'm yeah. still not over it. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was quite intense. Yeah. So wait. So she wait. So she's in the audiobook. Yeah. She was also an actor. She was in um Hitch? in Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. Yeah. I read that. And Hitch. And Hitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, wait. One more question on the book. Have you guys read other books by Taylor Jenkins Reid? So seven why um seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That's the only one I've read. And then one I started to read, and then something happened in the beginning, and I was like, I, I'm not cut out for this type of tragedy right now. Oh, um, how did this one kind of like compare for you? Um, oh, that's a good question. They're so so different, like completely different books. But for me, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was one of the best books I read. And it was a sleeper for me because I hadn't read anything about it. I didn't know whether it was going to be good or bad. And I sat down and I couldn't put it down. I fell in love with all of the characters. There was that big twist and I was just really shaken from it. And it was one of the best books I read in all of 2017. Right. made It made your list, right? Yeah. I think it was really good too. The one thing that I will say, like not, to compare them or anything, but like the range that Taylor Jenkins Reid has as, as an author is really fascinating because mm-hmm. this book is has a couple similarities, but is totally different in style yeah. and in like and how she captures different periods of time. So this was the seventies, and Evelyn Hugo was like the like golden age in Hollywood. Yeah, I love. I loved. I mean, I w- thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Seven Husbands. I prob- probably um, more. I had to pick, pick, but um, she's just she's just a phenomenal writer. Yeah. Like any way you slice it. Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah, yeah. So let's take another quick word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll yes. get into our, obs- our obsessions, obsessions and everything else. Yeah. So I love our our sponsor today. today. You are obsessed. So you I would talk about day. them for free. Well, you saw you saw me on vacation in Mexico. I took them with me. So today's sponsor is Care of. Um Becca and I both got a month free when we did the first ad, which was like 6 or 7 months ago. And Grace um, has been getting them ever I, since. I've been a paying member ever since because I'm bad at supplements. It can be so hard to figure out what you want to take and which vitamins and pills you need. So Care of makes it really easy. Yeah, so 90% of people fall short of the FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient, but the supplement world is, like, so confusing. How do I know what I need? Is a multivitamin enough? Spoiler, usually not. Um, So enter Care Of, a service that figures out which supplements are right for you. So you start by taking a very fun online quiz. Cosmo taught us to love a quiz. True. Um, It asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. It only takes five minutes. And then, like magic, your supplements arrive. Once you take their quiz, Care-of sends you a month's worth of supplements packaged into convenient daily packs that you take every day. I love the mini packages. So each day you have a package that has all of your vitamins in it. So I can throw it in my purse and take them with me on the go because I gag when I take pills. So I 
I take like a few and then I pause and then I take a few more. I throw the whole thing in my mouth. You're a like savage. A savage. <laughs> you're a savage. Um, and it's also great for travel. So you don't have to bring all those pill bottles when you're going on vacation. You can just bring a few packages. Yes. And I really love all the little fun facts and quotes that they provide on each pack. So besides getting my supplements, I'm learning something every day. It's like those popsicles. Yes. But better for you. Yes. So you can modify your pack at any time and they also cater to vegan and vegetarian options. So as always, we have a treat for you for 50% off. That's 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Visit takecareof.com and enter code BOP50. So that's takecareof.com and enter code BOP50. Okay. Should we do our obsessions? Yes. Yes. Becca, what are you obsessed with right now? Okay, so I'm obsessed with this app. It's called the Sleep Cycle app. So when we were on vacation in Mexico, one day, our friend Kate, who was with us, was like, I slept so well last night, I got a 100% sleep score on my sleep app. And um, and I am a goody-goody, and I like getting graded at anything I'm good at. And I'm great at sleep. So I downloaded it, and I was like, I'm really, like, this sounds really cool. So basically, you turn it on. I it, I don't understand how it works. You turn it on when you sleep. It uses the microphone and it monitors your breathing and like your movement to tell when you're in deeper sleep or lighter sleep. It's so so cool. It's so cool. And then it tracks your sleep based on like what the weather is, like how many steps you took that day. You could put in like little tags to be like, I drank alcohol or I like exercise today or I ate late or things like that. It's so interesting. I've been using it for a week. I'm like obsessed with it. It's I don't know, like, I, I like all of that, um, I don't know, like, this tracking and, like, stats about yourself. Yeah. But I'll have you know I also got a 100% sleep score last night. Ooh. Very good. What My, about you? Mine is a brand. It's called Pharmacy. So it's F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, they have a lot of really great clean skincare products. They're sold at Sephora. They just sent me a box of products, and I oddly, like, I'm not I'm I'm not someone who's really fussy about face wash like creams and serums I'm like very into but they have this their gentle face wash reminds me kind of of baby shampoo like it just feels like really soothing and relaxing putting it on your skin it takes off all your makeup it foams up a little bit but it's not stripping at all because I have dry skin and I really like it they also have um a Manuka honey mask that I really like and a whole bunch of new products which I haven't tried yet the sheet masks are very good too Yeah, so just into them as a brand. What about on Instagram? Okay, so I'm obsessed with um, this woman, Ashley Ford, whose handle is Smash Fizzle. So she's a writer for BuzzFeed. She um, has written a ton of things. I think she's writing a memoir right now. But with one of the brands I work with, Henning, we just did a QA and a with her about money for tax season. And she's really open and like really into talking about how much money she makes, how she's uh, dealt with savings and debt and like what it's like to manage your money as a freelancer. And she just gave such great answers. And I've seen her do money stories on her profile before. And I'm just like really into it. What, what, is, it? Awesome. what is it called? Uh, her handle Smash Fizzle. Smash Fizzle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want her to come on as a guest. Grace, what are you into on Instagram? Um, mine is this really, really cute girl on Instagram. Her name is Carolyn Morand, but it's C-A-R-A-L-Y-N Morand. And so since I've been doing this inclusivity challenge on my blog, I've got a lot of people come to me and say, this is like a great body positive person you should be following, etc. She, well, first of all, she's so pretty, but she also just like has amazing style. And I think she's like a size 14. She's really cute. So follow her. I need to look her up. What about reading? What are you reading? I'm not really reading anything. So I just finished Daisy Jones yesterday. So I now need to go back to Rules of Civility because I put that down to read Daisy Jones. Okay. And I also have a thriller called The Perfect Girlfriend that I want to start. Is that like, that's like a formula. I feel like there's other books like The Perfect Wife, The Perfect Husband. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) it has to have like girl or wife in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, haven't you already read that book? It sounds like it, but no, I have not. That's so funny. Yeah. What about you? Um, so I started yesterday this book called More I Than... I can't wait to read this. 
<laughs> this book called More Than Words by Jill Santopolo. So she wrote The Light We Lost, which is a very sad romance oh, if you haven't read it. Me. Did you read it, Helena? No, no. Oh, you need to if, read if, that. If I hear something as a sad romance, I just... Not for you, I, No, it's not for me. Yeah. Okay. I have a hard time with like depressing books. If I hear they're depressing, I just won't even go there. So um, it was wonderful, but it was sad. And so this is her second book, and it was came very highly recommended. I was uh, reading it yesterday, and I probably read about 100 pages. I, I like it so far, but I didn't realize that it was also going to be sad. And I was kind of hungover yesterday, and like I was feeling very emotional, and I was like, this is going to... This is going to put me in a dark place. Yeah. So I had to stop. Oh. But it's very good so far. Yeah. So that wraps up this episode. But we're going to record a bonus episode with Helena with all of your questions about skincare and marriage and her family and blogging and everything. Everything. So make sure you're watching out for that Monday. Yes. Please come see our live shows if you live in Boston, D.C., Chicago, Nashville, and maybe Charleston? Yes, maybe Charleston. Check our website for the info or on our Instagram. And if people want to follow you on Instagram, Grace, where can they find you? I'm at Grace Atwood, and my blog is thestripe.com, and I post there every single day, Monday through Saturday. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman, and we are collectively on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. And yeah. if you would like to follow today's guest, Helena, where can people find you? Brooklyn Blonde One on Instagram, because someone had... Brooklyn Blonde. People <laughs> always ask me. And um, brooklynblonde.com is my blog. So please go follow her if you want more Helena. She is one of the most stylish women on Instagram. Aww, thank you. Yes, absolutely. So if you're in a wardrobe rut. She also has amazing skincare advice. She does. And she also yes. has a super cute son. Oh my God. Thanks, I guys. Generally I don't, more often. <laughs> I generally don't like following kids on Instagram, but I love Nate. Oh, love well, that him. means a lot because I know, I know um, oh my God. you're not a big... Um, I'm just not a big kids person. I, which I, neither was I before I had one, so yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So we love will him. see you on Monday with more Helena. Yay. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye.